episode 87 of This Developing Story. What's up, y'all? It's B Dougie and uh, another podcast for you. Uh, definitely a crazy month. I just want to mention real quick uh, GitHub Universe just completed. So if you want to check out some of the content I create outside of this podcast, uh, like all my GitHub action work, uh, definitely check out the keto and uh, just search for B Dougie on GitHub Universe. Actually, even better, youtube.com slash GitHub. Definitely going to see me there. More on that YouTube channel. All right. So today we got Kadesha Kerr. Kadesha is a influencer. I guess you would call it an influencer because she's uh, definitely all over Instagram. Instagram is not a place I think of when I think about developer content. And someone put me on to Kadesha and her content. And uh, it's great. If you're looking for a job, if you're looking to get into the developer scene, she provides a lot of good education on that subject. So I encourage you to check that out. Um, but I think also her introductory of going to Grace Hopper, finding her first job uh, right before the pandemic started is definitely something for everyone to hear and listen to. So I'm happy to am honored to be able to share this story. So without further ado, here we go. Yeah, so I went to college and I studied social work of all things. And so I worked for the, um, the state of Florida as a social worker for a few years. And then like one day I realized like, wow, I really can't keep living like this. I was constantly broke. I couldn't, I couldn't afford the basic things I wanted in life. And so I started learning about personal finance and started following a lot of bloggers on Instagram. And one day I saw a blogger post, um, you know, I taught myself how to code in a few months and I got a job as a junior developer earning, I think she was earning like six figures. And I was just like, what? How did you do that in a couple months and you're earning so much money? And so I read her blog post and I kind of fell down the rabbit hole of Free Code Camp, Code Academy. I went to a boot camp and then I was hired. Like within 10 months of learning how to code, I got my first developer job. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, roughly like how long ago was that? This was uh, in 2019. So the first time, oh, 2018, the first time I ever saw one line of code was December 2018. So it wasn't that long ago. I started my first developer job January 2020. Okay. Wow. That's like right, right before the, uh, the change of the world then. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. That's a, that's, that's legit. And, uh, so like, what was that transition from going into social work? Now you're doing the dev role, uh, in 2020. Um, did you start working in office or did you, did you have a remote role, role then? Yeah, so I was I went to a boot camp to make the transition and so I was hired at the Grace Hopper conference in October 2019. <laughs> nice and in Florida. Yeah, in Florida. Exactly. Exactly. And I actually worked at the convention center where it was happening at the time. So I worked in government and so it's a government owned building. And so I didn't have to worry about parking, housing, none of that. (laughs) Um, But yes, I was hired there and it wasn't a remote position. So in 2019, remote roles weren't really the norm, quote unquote. So I had to move from Florida to Milwaukee, right? Like from one extreme to the next. (laughs) 
Um, and I remember when I moved here, it was so cold. We moved in December, December because we didn't know any better. We're Floridians <laughs> and it was so cold. We got here, it was 18 degrees. And um, I started my first dev job January 6, 2020, and I had to go into the office. And so I worked into the office for, I think like three months, January to about mid-March. And I've been remote since then. Yeah, that that is a uh, that is quite the leap uh, to go to Minneapolis. Um, are you still based in, uh, in like in Minnesota? Yeah, so I moved to Wisconsin, Milwaukee, okay. um, and I, I I still do live here. Yes, I'm still at my the company okay, that gotcha. hired me. Yeah, that that is amazing. Uh, and then are you you all back in the office at this point? Yes. So the company has a plan to get everybody back into the office. And so uh, sometime next year, I'll be back into the office. Okay, cool. So uh, I'd love to know about you. Like, what was like, what was your first year sort of now you hit the ground running, you have your first dev job. Yeah. Um, how did you sort of acclimate to now you're working on a, an, at a company writing code on a team? Uh, were there some um, sort of like things you didn't expect? Oh my gosh, it was traumatic. Um, let me tell you that first developer job is so hard to get right. And then you get the job and you think, oh, I can relax. No, it's like now the real work starts. The first time I saw the code base, I was like, what is this madness? The first time I like... I got my computer to set it up. It took like two whole days to get everything working properly. There were so many issues. But one thing I loved about my company is I, I had a mentor on my team. Like He was my go-to person and he answered every, every question I had. He always was there to answer me and I had an amazing tech lead. And so the team I was on was thankfully very wholesome, very encouraging. And I was able to grow a lot from, from that. But, but let me tell you, was trauma legit trauma yeah yeah well i'm glad you, you're coming out the other end of this and like you've been doing a lot of like content on like encouraging new devs uh and you mentioned you alluded to your content on instagram as well can you give us like a, a quick update on what that, what that's all about yeah, absolutely. So the first year in in my role, I completely disappeared from the internet because my work, my job was so overwhelming. But by the end of last year, I started to feel like I really wanted to increase my confidence in talking about technical topics. And so that's when I decided to start sharing content online January of this year. And so I decided to use Instagram because I could do videos, I could do lives, I can do carousels. I can do so many different things on Instagram. And so that's where I primarily share my content for new and aspiring developers. And the goal I had to improve my confidence, definitely met it. <laughs> um, I'm really not scared to like talk about technical topics. I speak up a lot more in meetings, which have helped me to get promoted um, at my company. So I think if you're a developer and you have an interest in creating content, do it because it will only help you to become a better developer. Yeah, yeah, and it's like the, um, I, I, I'm right there with you, because I, I started writing a blog as soon as I learned how to code. Uh, actually, before I learned how to code, the, the whole thing was I was trying to keep myself accountable to what I was trying to do, which is yeah. write a blog every day, just uh, maybe 500 words of like what I learned that day. And uh, it actually was like kind of the sort of bedrock of my entire career, is just writing that and having something to point to. Storytelling because, nice. like, the I don't know, I, I'm curious in your interview process, but like in my first interview, uh, they would ask me, like, what was a hard problem I solved? And the thing is, like, 
all the hard problems I solved, I wrote a blog post about. So it was like really right? easy for me to regurgitate that information in the interview. So curious about how your first interview went. Yeah, my first interview. So because I was hired at a conference, my first oh, interview right, was yeah. very non-traditional. It was pretty much a one and a half hour conversation with the director of engineering at the booth at the Grace Hopper conference. And so like, I didn't even know it was an interview. I thought I was just talking about my, you know, my work experience, my learnings at the bootcamp I went to and the projects that I built. And but no, it was a full interview and I didn't have to do a coding challenge. Thank God. Um, and like 15 minutes after the conversation, I got an email that I was hired or that they wanted to hire me. And I legit cried um, that, because I couldn't believe it. I mean, that's actually, that's really amazing. Cause like, I'm um, hats off to Grace Hopper comp. I've, I've never been. Yeah. Uh, I know it's been in, I mean, it's been in Florida, Orlando every year. Um, but I didn't realize they did interviews on site. And oh yeah, on interviews offers. on site, offers on site. I actually went to the Grasshopper Conference, the virtual one this year with my companies. So it was kind of a full circle moment. And we extended a lot of offers as well. Um, I think conferences are slept on, but they're like a really great way to get your first job because employers are willing and hungry and looking for especially like diverse talent. Um, and so like conferences, it's a, it's a, that's a great way to get your first role as well. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't even explain that. Grace Hopper, it's, um, it's a conference targeted towards women, female engineers and- um, Correct. Like in, in the space. Yeah. Um, which I was just I just saw a tweet this morning um, where someone a female engineer, uh, which it's a silly title to actually put on that, but um, basically Shelly, who she's one of the core maintainers of Electron, got an email from someone asking that, basically saying they're looking for female engineers. Would you like to work at this company? Uh, and it kind of rubbed her well, based on the tweet, it rubbed her the wrong way. And I think a lot of folks mm-hmm. that kind of missed the point. If you're like you're really trying to target a certain demographic or grow diversity in your on your team, go sponsor Grace Hopper. Like go sit in one of these yes. uh, these boots and interview engineers that are looking for work. Um, and I think a lot of times uh, as a public face uh, or maybe a diverse face in engineering, you can get a lot of these like questions about how to how do you make your team more diverse? And like to be honest, mm. like I don't have I don't have the answers. Uh, I just know how I got the job, but also there are tons of people who are working in diverse uh, roles, like specifically good grow diversity at companies that those folks should read out, reach out to. So I think the approach was completely wrong. The Grace Hopper approach is the approach that people should do. I 100% agree. And um, especially like as a black person in technology, sometimes we're asked these questions because we are a certain type of people. And it's just like, I don't know. I can only tell you about my experience. Um, but I think you're right. Grace Hopper definitely has the right idea. Very cool. So speaking of the right idea, you're, so your content creation on Instagram, I'm curious the developer scene on Instagram and the folks who engage with that content. Like, are there other folks who are doing like these, uh, I don't even know the terms. You mentioned these, the live streams, the <laughs> carousels. Yeah. So I like Instagram because it's like an all in one platform. So I can create short form videos like TikToks. I can create long form videos up to five minutes. I can go live with my audience and interview people. I think up to four people now we can interview at the same time and, you know, like connect with my audience that way. I can do like stories to share like my personal life. I can do like long form carousel posts to teach something. 
Um, so I think like Instagram is a great platform to share a large variety of content types. And yeah, a lot of my audience are new developers, like CS students, CS grads, bootcamp grads, bootcamp students, and they're looking for a place to go. They're, like they're looking for somebody to teach them and to help them to get their first role and how to be successful. And so like I decided to be that person. <laughs> honestly <laughs> that, that's that's awesome too as well and um yeah i'll, I'll have to dr- uh, find your instagram so we can drop it here in the space as well uh, but yeah folks we're talking to gadesha kerr about her trajectory into becoming an engineer uh, and learning how to code in 2019 getting their first job at grace hopper in 2020 uh and now at, at this point it's like 18 months am i i don't know if my numbers oh are yeah october yeah almost two years at this point uh yeah engineering full-time which is you would start this conversation around you sort of discovered that engineers were get like basically getting paid uh real money uh yeah <laughs> you, you eventually found yourself down this path so like i guess what's your thoughts what's your um advice for folks who maybe might be sitting in the space and looking to make the jump yeah i think um i think the world of software development offers a way to lift people out of poverty right so like i grew up really really poor and so like when i found tech it was almost like a godsend because i was just like wow i can actually have a job and i don't have to struggle for the rest of my life and i think if this is something that you want to do figure out why you want to do it so like the money is great yes but if you're doing it just for the money um honestly that motivation and that drive it's not going to stay there for long because money is just a tool that we use to live you really need to have like a concrete reason internally that says this is why i want to make this transition so that when it gets hard and it will get hard you can always go back to your your why to keep going yeah but no i say do it just just take the leap and do it why not time is going to pass by anyway yeah the thing i'd add to it as well which i think is all uh, all great tips is time is also another valuable resource that um, we, sometimes we could take for granted. Like uh, when I got into programming, I'd mentioned to you before we jumped on here, I was 27, I had my first kid uh, in Orlando and we, I knew that time was gonna be a limited resource as soon as my kid got older and I yeah. would have to make a decision of you know my career or being around. Um, and like just this morning, I was able to drop both my kids off at school. Um, no issue, still come back, do meetings write a little bit of code, edit some videos. And um, I feel like that resource of time is something I've just really got to got a really good handle on uh, in the last last couple years, to be quite honest. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people are realizing. I think the pandemic has it was it was catastrophic, but I think it was also like a wide awakening for society to realize what's truly important and to also realize like, wow, life doesn't have to be a struggle. And I think that's one thing I've learned from my journey into development. It's just like I've struggled for all my life since I've grown up in Jamaica to like becoming a social worker to like working as a social worker, then going into government work. It's just been a constant struggle. And so now being on this side where I'm not struggling, I'm just struggling with JavaScript. It's, it's such a relief to not like struggle with life, you know? And I think not struggling with life has cleared up a lot of mental space where I'm able to share content online. So like, 
imagine what you can do if you didn't have to struggle about struggle with life imagine the things that you could do yeah that is 100 like <laughs> the, yeah. the current current space i'm in right now like i i this kind of baffled i'm like i've been i've been doing this for eight, eight years at this point uh going yeah. on nine years and um it's like night and day my lifestyle before yeah and, and now <laughs> uh and it's not like I, my lifestyle is like absolutely amazing i'm driving a tesla or anything like that which um, I would love to drive a Tesla if they you could buy one right now. But um, <laughs> I guess what I'm getting at is like the freedom of like not even like so. I, I used to be. Um, you mentioned you grew up really, really poor. I grew up really mm-hmm. poor, so not really, really poor, but just like one really. <laughs> and um, so like growing up, you go in the grocery store and you ask your mom like, "Hey, can I get this candy bar?" Mm. And then after you know every single time someone like you, you just know your mom's just going to say no. You stop asking. And like, that's the yes. kind of like the setup I had in my, my sort of life growing up is just like, you know what, you know, that's not for you. So like, stop asking in the grocery store line if I can get these M&Ms. Um, but now I, I'm at, I eat M&Ms, like too many M&Ms nowadays. And I don't even think about how much it costs or what it's doing yes. to my body. Yes. And it's like, it sounds so simple, but I relate to that so heavily. Like I wouldn't ask for anything growing up. And even as an adult, that behavior translated into things that I, that I wanted, but I just convinced myself, no, you don't want it because I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. And it's just like, now, yeah, buying something as simple as a kombucha, it's just like, I don't have to think about, I don't have to think about it. I just get it because I can. And it sounds so simple but the mental relief is it's mind-blowing and I think that's why I love sharing content because I'm just like you don't have to struggle through life you really don't like programming is a skill and there are jobs learn the skill get a job and then live your life you know like life doesn't have to be a struggle yeah so can I talk about you mentioned struggle can I talk about time management and how you sort of were able to put the time in into learning, but also um, even like what you're doing time management today, what what helps? Oh yeah, so when I started learning how to code, I would learn in the evenings after work, and honestly, sometimes at work, because I was very bored at my job. So I would be on like Codecademy or Free Code Camp at work on the work computer learning. Um, and so when I started boot camp, I quit my job because I really just wanted to accelerate. And thankfully, I had a partner who was able to support us at the time. So I was able to do that. But I still worked like three jobs. So what I'm saying is during boot camp, there was no time management. It was just like go time. But now that I'm working, I use my calendar heavily. So if something is not on my calendar, it's not going to happen because I'm not going to remember. And with my content, I do a lot of batching and planning. That way I don't feel overwhelmed and that way I stay consistent. And with work, work always comes first, right? Because I got to (laughs) eat. So I always make sure that my work tasks are done properly and get that out of the way. But I do a lot of planning and I use my calendar heavily for um, for planning. Cool, cool. And can we talk a little bit about your like, like what you're sort of learning and, and studying on? So you mentioned you do. Um, um, I already forgot the term, but you work on components to design system engineering. Yes. Yes. Uh, so how do you stay up to speed on all things React or all things design systems? Yeah. So thankfully, my company 
gives us access to like front end masters, plural site, all the learning platforms. I have access to those. So I use those a lot to beef up my knowledge. And I'm also, I recently joined this Slack group called Design Systems, I think it's called. It's specifically for like developers and designers who work on design systems. So we can ask questions a lot as well. And I also just scroll through Twitter. So I'm not super active on Twitter, but I do I do use Twitter to keep up to date with what with what's happening in the development world. Okay, cool. Yeah, Twitter is a, a great place to s- just kind of stay up to date with like what the what the news yeah. of the space is. <laughs> like if the, a big changes happen, um, that's a great. Like I just keep Twitter open all day. Uh, to be quite honest, uh, I would say about I'm, I'm slightly active. I don't. I probably tweet every other day, maybe, and engage with some tweet. I tried to do like a um. But first thing I did when I first learned how to code was I followed like the top people in the field that I was trying to get into, which was Ruby development. Uh, so what I did for years would I would respond to at least one tweet a day, um, something positive, and uh, it actually was super helpful. So like if anybody's listening and like you're just looking to grow your network and maybe you're you're still stuck remote. Um, just joining a conversation, like a thread of somebody sharing a blog post and provide some feedback on that. Uh, make sure it's positive also as well. Like, yes, <laughs> uh, you, use that. If you're trying to get a job, I create an alternative uh, account or whatever. Um, <laughs> yes. And then uh, that's where you, that's where you basically do all these sort of um, <laughs> the, the critiques on people's content, but the positive account will be the main one. I agree. The developer space on Twitter is so welcoming, mostly, and you can find a lot of awesome people on Twitter. And it's it's a great way to network. And I feel like it's a it has a very low barrier of entry because that's how I started to like do things on Twitter when I was learning. I would just tweet what I was learning, and I had this huge community of developers always willing to help me, and I got so much help from the developer community. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to network, definitely listen to um j boogie <laughs> or like Diggy, and um and start tweeting because the developer community is massive on twitter and they're very generous with their time i'm curious yeah. with what you've been doing uh kadesha your how's the networking been been going for you since i know we've come from pandemic everything remote have you still been able to network and go to events and stuff like that so honestly i because i create content and i I put myself out there i haven't had to like intentionally network i've kind of created my own little community of developers that i will ask questions or go to for advice um just from like putting myself out there and creating content. Um, So that's kind of where I am with networking. I haven't had to like put a lot of effort into it, honestly. (laughs) But I mean, that goes to show though as well too, as well. Uh, Like you did get your first role uh, from Grace Hopper, but I'm going to go ahead and put myself out there and say, you're probably If you decide to move on from the current role to another role, um, if that ever happens, I imagine based on your, your persona and how, how much you put yourself out there, people will probably reach out to you pretty easily. I think so too. And that's also another reason I do it. Uh, because if if you have like brand recognition or like if your name is recognized, it's a lot easier for people to vouch for you and say, oh yeah, she is amazing. She's great. You should definitely, you know, consider hiring her. Um, so I think... Um, 
yeah, absolutely. That's another reason I do it too. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that I've, I get tons of inbounds for people asking what I'm doing and what I want to do next. Uh, and it really just comes down to like, my name is a searchable on the internet. And, um, there's like, if someone knows, if, if we both know Python and the difference is this person knows Python, but also they know more people who are Python and connected to the Python community. I don't want to say that like, there's obviously inequity in, in tech. Um, so you, you definitely need to play to your strength, but also there's a game to be played. So if anybody who's, who's submitted a hundred applications and got a hundred no's, like you understand there's like a system of how to go through the process and how to get people to accept your application and get that first interview. It's the same thing for you just getting the job and getting accepted. So um, my, my, my thing that I always tell people is like understand how the game is played and play the game the way you, that's going to be successful for you. So like if you want to write blog posts, write blog posts. If you don't, don't write blog posts. Yeah. If you like to dance, go dance on TikTok. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't want to show your face, just start tweeting. <laughs> um, but networking is so important. I was just talking about these yesterday. Like one of the best ways to get your first developer job is to meet people that are currently in the field and to meet people that are working in at places that you want to work at as well and to build relationships with them, genuine relationships with them, interact with their content, ask them if they would be willing for to meet for a coffee chat, ask them for a referral after you've built up a relationship and um, just keep it moving because you only need one yes. And once you get that one yes, it's so much easier to get the other yeses for the other roles yeah and you mentioned referral too as well like the way it works at, at github and at many other companies is that if you want a job at github i can actually refer you and you get a guaranteed callback basically wow um and it's basically because github wants to hire other people that you know that yeah. other employees that are working there will vouch for and yeah. i I, tr I don't advertise this i'm, I'm literally advertising it right now but um <laughs> Usually what I do is I, I ask people, like, let's just have a quick call. If I've never met you before, let's chat. And after the chat, if you're looking for a job, I'm happy to pull up the careers page and let's just look to see what I can, re I can refer you to. There you go. Tap into his network, guys. You heard him say it right here. Yeah. And it's the same for any other company, too, as well. Like, become yeah. friends. Like, don't be slimy about it. <laughs> like, don't just find every Google engineer and become friends with him on Twitter and then eventually ask him for that referral. Um, but if you're, like, showing up at those meetups and showing up in those communities or contributing to their open source projects, like, it's going to be easier for them to, say, to vouch for you. And be like, yeah, sure, I'll refer you. Absolutely. Because also, if you get a job after I refer you, I get a, a nice little cutback too as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. But networking is so important. Just start on Twitter. Um, if, you're new, if you're new in tech, Code Newbies, every Wednesday, religiously, they have a Code Newbie Twitter chat. Join yep. the Twitter chat. Join the conversation and meet other people who are also Code Newbies and start making friends that way. Now, I cannot overstate that enough networking on the internet on twitter for your first your next your last dev job you got to you got to be out there just like networking rubbing shoulders for folks and i think despite it not having in-person events folks still working remote uh, whether you're working remote or not the fact that a lot of stuff is available to you online like this podcast we record on wednesdays on twitter spaces twitter.com slash 
come join us, ask questions. Um, highly recommend it because this is how you can sort of level up. And um, uh, Kadesha spent some time spilling the tea with us, uh, sharing all the secrets, the secret sauce of, of how you could sort of get into tech. And uh, I, I highly recommend for folks. Link is going to be in the podcast bio. So definitely check that out. Uh, I look forward to our future conversations. Hit me up if you want to be on this developing story. My DMs are open. All right, peace. Peace.